0: It is Wednesday, October 11th. Today, piles of data, tangles of connections. Google offers a solution to first-party data overload, and we have expert analysis. Plus, how will California's latest privacy bill shake up the digital ad market? Your brand's business profiles might have edits you're not aware of, and a major programming announcement about this very podcast. I'm Todd Maffin. That's ahead, today in digital marketing. Google today launched a new tool it says will help you organize your first-party data. First-party data, of course, is becoming more important for marketers as the traditional third-party data foundation, on which the digital ad industry was built, starts to fall apart. When consumers reject third-party cookies, or browsers do it for them, marketers have to collect that information themselves. This is partly why there's been an explosion of brand-specific apps and a resurgence in mailing lists. Sign up for either, and the brand doesn't need to get that data from someone else, a third party. They got it direct from the consumer. But as these new stacks of consented data pile up, getting them organized, categorized, and monetized is becoming a challenge. Today, Google stepped in with what it believes is a solution the Google Ads Data Manager. To walk us through that and what it means for marketers, I'm joined by our Google Ads correspondent, Jill Saskin Gales. Jill spent six years at Google and today runs the Inside Google Ads training program. All right, so what is this thing?
1: The new Google Ads Data Manager promises to be a new tool that makes it quick, easy, simple to upload your first-party data. So practically, it looks like it's kind of a combination of some audience manager features. That's where you upload customer lists right now some conversion settings features. That's where you do things like upload offline conversions. Now some linked accounts settings where you might link things like Google Analytics to Google Ads. So bringing a bunch of things together that's going to help everyday marketers make better use of this first party data.
0: Wait a minute. So is this like an actual separate site that happens to borrow from these other pools? Or is this much more like Meta's version of Advantage Plus, where there is no like Advantage Plus site. It's just a branding that it gave all of its generic, loose bits of AI.
1: (laughs) Well, this one actually isn't about AI. This is one of the few announcements that hasn't been about AI that Google Ads is making. But Google Ads has been making a lot of updates to the interface and how Google Ads looks. And so from the screenshots we see in this announcement, we see a very different looking Google Ads interface. Um, where they have brought a bunch of features together to one place. So this sounds like not a brand new tool or somewhere else to go to. It's within Google ads. It's within tools and settings. And it's just pulling all the different things that have to do with first party data in tools and settings into one place together. So most of it is just a reorganization, simplification, better to use interface. The only thing that looks to be brand new is allowing you to connect more of your marketing tools to Google ads. So for example, you'll soon be able to connect ActiveCampaign directly to Google Ads, which is great for conversion tracking and audience building. Right now, if you want to do that, you have to use a third-party tool like Zapier, Um, But more of these direct integrations are coming, according to Google.
0: And I do see in this screenshot that we also have in our newsletter today, um, Zapier is actually one of the connected products. So it's not like they're eliminating the middleware providers like Zapier, um, but they're just letting you have more. It looks like they're building their own connections directly with some of these uh, first party data pools like Active campaign. like what else do I see in here? Uh, Shopify is in here. Live Shopify rant.
1: is mentioned, Shopify audiences, which is so overdue, by the way. It's kind of crazy that today the only one that you can have a direct integration is with is Salesforce. What small business uses Salesforce to manage their data? Uh, so I do think the simplification message is the key message they're pushing, mostly just trying to make it easier to use, which, you know, if we know how the Google Ads product team works, doesn't mean it will necessarily be easier to use. But making these connections easier and native within Google Ads should definitely make it easier for those who use these new integrated tools.
0: These things are sometimes a little confusing. So correct me if I'm wrong. This is my understanding of, of sort of the benefit of it is that you pull in all of these different, you know, you've got some Shopify audiences. You've got some mailing lists. Maybe you've got some on HubSpot. You can pull all of these in to Google, which you know, side note. I'm sure Google loves having you know even more massive amounts of data, which you know is is their business model. And then, can we then create like a Google Ad audience out of that pooled data? Is that what the intention of this is?
1: That's exactly it. There's two main intentions here. One is, as you mentioned, pulling in your own data, so it makes it much easier to use a feature like Customer Match, which that which lets you advertise to people who are on your customer list and use that for bidding purposes and audience bidding purposes. Right now, if you want to do that, you have to set up a zap through Zapier, or you have to manually upload a spreadsheet. So this direct integration will make that simpler from an audience perspective. And then the other big use case is something that a lot of B2B and lead gen businesses use, which is called offline conversion import, OCT. And that's what happens when the only conversion you can track through Google Ads is if someone fills out a form or books a demo. And then you want to let Google Ads know, was this a qualified lead or not? Did it become a customer? Right now, the way you do that is uploading a bunch of that data back into Google Ads, which understandably for most small businesses is just too complicated to do. So if you're now connecting your CRM like ActiveCampaign, which may already have that data, by connecting it directly to Google Ads, you won't have to manually do that anymore. It'll know not just who click to book the demo, but who actually later on became a customer, what the value was, integrating that all together. So it's useful for uh, conversion tracking and audience building purposes.
0: I wonder if down the line they'll ever give us the ability to um, to run reports on the demographic components. You know, if you've got some in HubSpot, some from pulling from sources that Zapier is grabbing, some from Shopify audiences, you've got all of these silos of data, each of it, each of which may have their own demographic. You know, your HubSpot may lean more male, whereas your Shopify may lean more female. I wonder if You by can already pooling... do that, Todd. Oh, can you? OK, tell me how.
1: Yeah, you can already do that in Google Ads in Audience Manager. So I don't know if they'll migrate this into this new tool or not. But if you have a customer list or a converters list that you've uploaded into Google Ads or connected to Google Ads, uh, in Audience Manager, you go to, I believe it's called Audience Insights on the left-hand side, and it will tell you what insights Google has about the people on your list. So kind of male, female, location, sure. But then it goes beyond that, and it'll tell you which Google audiences Members of your list belong to? So, for example, are there a lot of them who are in market for certain products or in certain affinity groups? And you can also benchmark it against the US or Canada, or whatever country you're in. So, you can say, for example, people who are on my email subscriber list are three times more likely than the average Canadian to be in market for SEO and SEM services, for example. It will tell you that. And that's functionality that's live in Google Ads today.
0: Uh, but that, and that's based on a customer list that you could create one massive customer list out of all of the the, the uh, pooled first-party data that this new tool is promising to collect. Is that right? Like you import all of your different things, you create one big sort of custom audience, and then you can run that analytics from there? Is that what you're talking about? Or are we, or are we still stuck to doing it by each silo? Uh,
1: you can have one big customer list. You can segment it in different ways. The list just has to be big enough. So the smallest size today for a customer match list has to be a thousand matched email addresses or phone numbers, a thousand matched people it can identify, which usually means you have to upload a list of at least eleven hundred to twelve hundred people. Anecdotally, to see these kinds of insights, um, I see you need a list that has closer to maybe two to three thousand people. But if you have you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in your database, you can segment that in a variety of ways. Right now, you would do that manually. Uh, it remains to be seen if Google Ads Data Manager will make that process more simple. Or if in HubSpot or Active Campaign or whatever you use, you already have all these segmentations, that should then make it easier to use those same, same segmentations when analyzing your data in Google Ads.
0: And like many things that Google has, uh, don't go looking for it quite yet in your Ads Manager. Is that right?
1: That's right. They say this is just starting to roll out, which usually means it's rolling out to the largest accounts first. Uh, and it will be fully available in 2024, which I guess is only three months away. So next three to six months, you should start to see Google Ads Data Manager rolling out in your Google Ads account.
0: Good stuff. Jill, thank you for this. Thank you. That's Jill Saskin-Gales. She is our Google Ad correspondent. She is here every Wednesday. Most of those weeks, her column is exclusive to the Premium Podcast, which you can learn more about by tapping Go Premium in the show notes. Jill also has a fantastic Google Ads training program. Which you can find at our affiliate link at B.link/GA training. Putting our podcast and newsletter together can get complicated. We add show notes in one place, interview coordination in another, brainstorming somewhere else. It's easy to lose track of the big picture when you have to open a new window for every detail. With Miro, you can bring everything and everyone together in one place, consolidate different points of view, and increase team collaboration all on one centralized board. For instance, we used Miro to figure out the right flow for our newsletter automations. It let us get our team all contributing, including our ad agency people, and saved us a ton of time. And its new AI tool, which summarizes and clusters information automatically, was a game-changer. Find simplicity in your most complex projects with Miro. Your first three Miro boards are free when you sign up today at Miro.com slash podcast. That's three free boards at M-I-R-O dot slash podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world helping you make smarter decisions with your money. And if you like the format of this podcast, you will love theirs. It's packed with information, but it's brief. Last week, they had a great rundown on car prices, not just the numbers, but why car prices moved, how weather affects that market. It was super interesting. They also cover things like boosting your credit score, putting money away for retirement, saving on travel, and so on. So yeah, listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. It is a slow news day, so let's just go to the lightning round, shall we? Amazon has reopened enrollment for its seller-fulfilled Prime program. This is a program where merchants handle delivery but promise to get products to the customer within the two-day promised time frame sold by the Prime program. Originally, Amazon had planned to charge a 2% fee on sales through the program but then backed off. We reported on this a couple of months ago that enrollment was coming back. Now it's back. A new California bill was signed into law yesterday. It will give residents of that American state the right to make a single request asking that data brokers delete their personal information. Californians already had a right sort of like this, but had to make multiple requests. It was hard to know which broker had what data. This aims to make it more consumer friendly. It doesn't go into effect until 2026. And SE Roundtable is reporting today that Google appears to be editing the attributes of businesses which have Google business profiles. Things like changing cash only to no, if any alternative payment option has been set to yes and removing the COVID testing center attribute entirely if it's set to no. The edits do make logical sense, but it's worth checking your brand's profile to make sure you're aware of any changes they may have done. And now a programming announcement. As you might know, this podcast is kind of a side project of our agency, EngageQ. We do engagement and moderation for brands. Well, we signed a big client last week. I'm off to the U.S. for our brand briefing, the uh, the whole our team meet their team kind of stuff. I'm actually really excited by this client. I'm hoping I can get permission to talk about them, but we'll see. Now, normally, in my absence, our associate producer, the intrepid Steph Gunn, fills in, but Steph is on mat leave. The rest of the team here is getting all the new client onboarding stuff worked out. So our next regular episode will be in a week's time. Next Wednesday. That doesn't mean our feed will be empty. We have lined up four deep dive interviews with marketing scientists and industry experts. Tomorrow, the surprising effect that privacy notices have on your brand's reputation. Friday, new research showing that pushing ad frequency to uncomfortable levels can actually help your ad campaigns. Monday, marketing by DNA. Will genetic predisposition be a targeting criteria in Meta's Ad Manager soon? And Tuesday, how one little tweak to your product page can drive way more sales. The ins and outs of conversion rate optimization. So that is the next four days ahead before we are back to our regular episodes on Wednesday. today in digital marketing is produced by engage q digital on the traditional territories of the sunamic first nation on vancouver island our production coordinator is sarah guild our theme is by mark blevis music licensing by source audio ad coordination by red circle i'll be in your feed the next four days with those extended interviews and we're back wednesday back to the normal daily newscasts i'm todd maffin thanks for listening see you then